Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my stupendous co-host Mozzie. How you doing? I'm doing amazing, man. I don't think I've used stupendous yet, have I? No, I don't think so. And the, did I use it last week? I don't know. There's a chance I used stupendous last week. I thought you said spectacular. Oh, maybe that might have been it. I don't know. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of like positive words that are synonymous with amazing that start with S. It's true. Yeah, if if I've used that, if I've used stupendous, pretend I said sensational because I don't think I've said sensational yet. Sensational. So anyway, my stupendous sensational co-host Mozzie. There we go. So we'll go ahead and uh, jump into our injury news. So we have Amari Cooper, a um, familiar face here mm. in the injury section, unfortunately. He has a, I think it's a thigh bruise, they're calling it's it. Like something a with quad, quad thigh. Something is wrong with his leg, his quad, so his, his upper leg. His drumstick isn't feeling right. <laughs> no, it's a big bummer for him there. So um, I think it's it sounds like he's on the inside of questionable right now i'm i don't think he's gonna go but i I mean obviously watch we don't have much news yet so makes a big play in whether or not you want to pick the cowboys or the uh, eagles this week yeah he i mean if he's out it's hard to pick the uh cowboys there but keep an eye on that for sure Mm because even if he's not 100 percent, that's bad but yeah, because I mean, it, it, I'll say good. Yeah, say hundred percent. Cooper is big swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it took him out of the game last week that they clearly needed him in. So clearly, uh, yeah. So keep an eye on Cooper. <laughs> Next up, we have uh, Kamara, who I I didn't get a chance to watch the whole entire game. I didn't get to see much of it, so I didn't know how he looked per se. But I know right now they're listing him with like a, with a high ankle issue. So, um, no bueno. yeah, obviously that's going to be something to keep a monitor. Um, even if he's in Latavius Murray's going to be getting more work. So, um, I mean, he's worth a look regardless, but if, um, for some reason Kamara is out, I think Latavius Murray's a pretty good play. Um, it's a tough matchup. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, like Jacob's like, balled out against them last week so that's why i'm not too concerned about the matchup i think it's more just like not a good passing matchup i'm not too worried about the rushing aspect of it personally but well their line will definitely help because the saints line is yeah the saints line is yeah one of the best in the league pretty much might be the best who knows but they create very good lanes Mm -hmm. so i mean it's a a tough defense overall but their vulnerability lies kind of in the run game and i think they were missing someone last week i can check into who that was or will be but Keep an eye on Kamara. Uh, so next up, we've got uh, Gurley, who ended up missing last week with some mysterious thigh bruise. Mm. That's that's why I was thinking thigh bruise earlier. But uh, yeah, not <coughs> yeah, interesting. <coughs> not a, a not ideal is what I've heard. Um, yeah. But okay, so um, also yeah, Akeem Hicks was the Chicago player I was thinking of. Oh, was um, he was out? Missing. Yeah, he was out uh, last week. And but he'll be back out. this week? He's out this week, too. Ooh, interesting. So, uh, not ideal there. He dislocated his left elbow. Uh, oh, he's on IR. Okay, so he's got a bit. Oh, shit. How did I miss that? He's so important. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up how it affects him exactly, like, stat-wise. But, 
Yeah, so Gurley, um, I think they already said he has, like, a chance to play, which is, like, it doesn't sound good when they put it that way. Um, they had similar similar verbiage with Kamara, too, so I'm not really optimistic about either, but I'm, I'm more optimistic about Kamara and Cooper than I am about um, Gurley. What is it about, like, amazing favorable matchups and players not playing for them? <laughs> like, Gurley against the, is it the Falcons, right? Yeah, so like if he if he is out, I I think I go back to Malcolm Brown, even though he let me down last week. Which I think Malcolm Brown had like a little minor injury himself. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I mean I would be on board with that. I'm definitely in the boat of like Brown over Henderson. Yeah, although Henderson did look really good last week for what it's worth. He had like a couple moments. There was one he had like the run, like around the, up the sideline. He just had like some pretty. Freaking solid burst. He just zipped up the sideline. It was nice. Was he uh, more of the like receiving guy? Um, I'll pull up how the splits were last game, but I mean, he he looked good, and so that's why like against the Falcons. I mean, this is this is like a I mean, this is definitely a get right game for the Rams. Um, yeah, but, it is. Uh, yeah, but so um, anyway, so ba- I keep bats around, but back to the Bears and Akeem Hicks. So um. When he is, let me see. So his in split versus out of split. Uh, in split, opposing teams have about a thirty-five percent success rate with running. Out of split, it jumps to forty-nine percent. Wow. And yeah, and not as much as you coincidence, but they actually get explosive runs. So yeah, it's a big, a big difference. He's huge for their defense. Like the yards per carry, the yards per carry jumps a full yard when he's out. Wow. So. Woof. He pretty much went out. I pretty much like the start of the Raiders game. He was out, I believe, but like he put a couple plays out. Yeah. So uh, when he's out, that's a huge on the run defense. Things to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where were we? I've got a bunch of tabs open right now. Yeah. <laughs> Too many tabs. It's like I'm trying John to find Brown. the right video. What? Like um, the end of Gurley. Okay, yeah. So, John Brown, he came up with a, like, let me pull up the exact little blurb here. It was basically like a groin thing kind of popped up during practice, which is not reassuring for, you know, a deep threat. Uh, he popped up on the injury report with a groin. He was living in practice. Um, so, just keep an eye on that. If he gets a full practice in, I'll feel pretty good about him and not really worry about it. But just make sure nothing comes up because Kamara had something come up during the week that kind of kept him limited. So, it's mm. ideal. Sometimes they just sneak up on you. Yeah, of the week. Yeah. All right. So, um, back to the Rams. So, um, neither of them really got any targets. Henderson had one catch for nine yards. They have, they've been thrown to the running backs literally none this this week, except for against Tampa. They threw to Gurley, and that was it. But um, Brown had eleven for forty. Henderson had six to thirty nine. So it was a pretty um, you know, I mean, the touch-wise, Malcolm Brown basically doubled him, but mm-hmm. a lot more snaps too. But I mean, Henderson looked really good, so that's hard to put that back in the bottle. I feel like. Yeah, it could be shifting more towards one to one next week. So I mean, if if you have like the opportunity to play one, like so, uh, Malcolm Brown's probably the much safer one, and the guy that would definitely probably play first. Um, 
Uh, so if if no Gurley, how do you how do you feel about him? Um, like about Malcolm Brown or Henderson? About, Mal- about Malcolm Brown, I guess Henderson too, but mainly Malcolm Brown. I mean, I like Malcolm Brown better, but it's kind of sounding like Henderson might start getting more of the snap count because if Gurley just suddenly doesn't play much anymore and they just start working Henderson in as his replacement, then you like he's going to be the guy you want to have stashed. Yeah, I, th- I think Henderson's like the more like fun upside stash, but Malcolm Brown's definitely more immediately usable. I, I personally think, but yeah, uh, that's yeah, pretty much mm-hmm. what I'm going with. Yeah. So moving on to some kind of keeping up with the, the Kardashians on these injuries here. Speaking of, um, so um, the Kardashian curse is not limited to sports. So uh, Travis Scott, the rapper, had been dating uh, one of the Jenners. I forget which one. Um, it's irrelevant, whatever. Yeah, there's like a thing where they might be together, might be split, whatever. Anyway, he like hurt, he like hurt his knee pretty bad performing at Rolling Loud, and he has to get surgery on it. Ooh. So the Kardashian curse goes outside of uh, sports. <laughs> They're just a curse on society. <laughs> Lamar Odom might be like the top Kardashian curse. Probably. <laughs> That's the one that like comes to mind. So, so anyway, else will get hurt? Who's who's with the Kardashian now? I don't even know. It's probably okay that I don't know. Kanye. Yeah, I, I mean, like sports wise. <laughs> so keeping up yeah. with yeah, keeping up with these injuries. So Saquon, he's expected back this week. Oh, I'm not expected. He, it sounds like he's gonna be back this week. He and Evan Ingram both practiced. Um, today, so recording Wednesday night. So it sounded like they're both optimistic to be back, which is nice because it's an amazing matchup with Arizona. So having them both back definitely helps me feel more confident picking the Giants. But <laughs> do you ever feel confident picking the Giants? Um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> do they do they play the Dolphins at all this year? Because that's what I was gonna say. Like, do they play the Dolphins or the Bengals? <laughs> So, yeah, keep an eye on him and Ingram, but it sounds like they're both good to go. I think Quads is a little more optimistic than Ingram, but I think we're on a good track with both of them. And I think no Sterling Shepard still. Really? So, uh, yeah. Not like that's a bummer. Let me see where he's at. But, Golden Tate had a good week, right? Yeah, he had. Like, he was not limited to like anything against the Pats. Uh huh. He broke. He got a um a long touchdown like a. I don't know if it was forty or sixty years, but he got one. Of the, he got like one long touchdown, and then yeah, Sterling Shepard's still like not going to play with the concussion. So that's because it was the second of the season. That's that's hard to deal with. Yeah, got to get rested up, man. You don't want to make that a repeat thing. Yeah, um, Sammy Watkins has already been ruled out for the Thursday night game. So yeah, bummer, man. Sammy Watkins, that big week one, <sighs> never again. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a good like comparison for what Sammy Watkins is like, just like um, that, like a one hit wonder. Yeah, he's like Soldier Boy. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly like Soldier Boy. Yeah, because it's <laughs> like you know, he starts out strong, you know, a couple of good songs. Every so often, comes out with something else. But you're just but like, really, wait. you're just like, wait, this is Soldier Boy. Why did we expect anything? Then. 
Yeah, Sammy. So why did we spend anything from Sammy? New team, same Sammy. Same Sammy. Same Sammy. It's a shammy. Yeah, so... <laughs> Sammy boy up in the hell. <laughs> Watkins crank it, Watkins roll. Ow! <laughs> 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 uh, fucked up. <laughs> Where were we? I love it. Getting lost a bit. Um, Drew Brees. Brees A. He is he is, coming back? No, he is out week seven. Um, I believe. When do they have their bye? Because I think they have their bye in week nine, right? Let me check. Yeah, they have a week nine bye. So I, I'm expecting them to just keep them out through the bye. Yeah, I, I mean, that makes the most sense, right? Why? Like, unless yeah, they want to bring him to Teddy's doing run. great, too. Yeah, unless they want to give him like a little test run beforehand. But it makes the most sense to let him recover. And then during the bye, get it back on track for the next game. So that's what I'm expecting. Mitch Trubisky, good old Mitchy Mitchy Biskies. Um, he's questionable for seven. I believe he's been he's back at practice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He fully practiced on Monday, so I expect Mitchell back. He should play then. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess Aaron back to the bench. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tough matchup. So might be there anyway. Um, Rex, I had Rex on here from last week, but uh, that was just kind of just because he was there. <laughs> right now, he's questionable for week seven. I, I don't know who if I want to really dig into the Pats' backfield aside from you know PPR James White, but otherwise I'm kind of off. Off. Just because we've now got Brandon Bolden vulturing. As <laughs> oh my god, so many fucking vultures, dude. It's like and, Mike Tolbert. Yeah, and then Tom Brady with all these QB sneaks, man. Stickies. Man, just kissing his son, rushing touchdowns. Rushing touchdowns, ripping, ripping kisses. Kissing sunnies, sneaking tutties. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Tom Brady. And not eating tomatoes. Then we have uh, Cam. He sounds like he's recovering well from his, um, oh, what was it called? I forget what it was exactly. Sorry, List Frank. I knew it was an L foot thing. So, his list, Frank, um, he's out of his walking boot. There's talk he could return in week eight um, after the bye. I'm not 100% sure, but he he's on the track to be back soon. And I don't I don't buy any of the, oh, is Kyle Allen going to stay the starter? Like, no. Fuck that mess. No, I'm sure they'll take Kyle Allen out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, they should let him keep going until Cam is fully healthy. Yeah, like they don't have to, they don't, they don't have to rush Cam back. They are still winning. Because, like... <clears throat> Hurt Cam, not good. Like a, a healthy Kyle Allen that is better than a hurt Cam, but a healthy Cam is definitely better than, than a healthy Kyle Allen. Like, yes, healthy Cam is a great option. So I don't know if anything they've got a good trade bait out of Kyle Allen, which probably what they should do. How old well, is he? He's pretty young. I have the Google Kyle Allen, twenty five, twenty four, twenty three. Oh, ooh, wow. I am older than Kyle Allen. Interesting. Um, so he's a, he's a youngin. <laughs> this is a, this is second year in the league. Okay. He went, he went to Texas A and M and Houston. What? Ah, fuck! I don't know enough about Kyle Allen to say for sure. Well, yeah. Then they don't even need to trade him because he is not making any money really. <laughs> yeah. Um. What is he even drafted? Because if he's cheap, like keep him. Was he drafted? No. I don't know. Don't believe he was drafted. Really? Doesn't I don't see so. His current salary is uh five hundred K. 
So it sounds like not. Yeah, it's not exactly a cap problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't sound like a big issue there. Huh. You can, yeah, because usually when you look them up, it says when they, when they were drafted. Right. No, I don't think he was drafted. All right, then. Good little snag there. Anyway, down that rabbit hole, coming back out. Oop, we're here, we're jumping <laughs> in. Um, Devontae Adams, he was out last week. Definitely um, thought it was going to make the pack lose. Refs, refs had other ideas. I'm just looking this up, like, for good. What are you looking for? I'm just looking up Kyle Allen's history. <laughs> Texas A&M. Yeah, I thought it said, like, Texas and Houston, but I was really confused. I thought it was Texas. But anyway, um, yeah, Devontae Adams is doubtful for week seven. So he's doubtful again. Yep. Wow. I think I think it's turf toe. Yeah. That shit sucks, man. Yeah. Dangle dangle turf toe, man. And it's so frustrating because it's such a small part of your body and you're just like, why does this hurt so much? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like localized to this tiny little fucking toe, but it hurts like crazy. My toe. My knee, <laughs> my groin, my hair, my leg, my hair. Oh, Brett. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're we're getting soft after today. What are we talking about? That's great. Anyway, <laughs> next up we have Christian Kurt, who I think is still on the doubtful side of questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt came out, or sorry, Cliff Kingsbury came out and said, Kurt. Um, like they want Kirk to be 100% before he comes back and there's a little blurb today about him I can pull it up to make sure I'm not um, way off base here but I'm so Christian Kirk was limited uh, today in practice but yeah Cliff Cliff said he's got to be 100% to play so uh, he's not 100% he's not playing but keep an eye on that because it's a really good matchup against a, an atrocious Giant secondary. And then I already mentioned Evan Ingram, keep on him, but it sounds like he and Barth are optimistic. AJ Green still, nothing yet. Um, it sounds like he's recovering, although they play the Rams week eight, I believe. So maybe he'll want revenge match with Jalen Ramsey because they like, didn't they fight on the field one time? Yeah, they yeah. did. So maybe that'll motivate him. I don't know. Doubt it. Chris Herndon. Is I believe questionable for this week. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he actually might play. I don't know what the hell happened last week, so who knows? Just keep an eye out. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty unsure. So yeah, just it was. I was game. expecting at least a two week thing, but this sh- I feel like this should give him another week, just because right. I don't know. Do you think he's not to be like pessimistic or jerk off the pats, but. I mean, will him being there really, like, gain them the win immensely? Wouldn't hurt. I mean, no, it wouldn't hurt, but if you're Adam Gase and you're like, listen, guys, <laughs> just, you know, get healthy. So. I kind of think that's what they should do because it's like after the Patriots, the schedule gets really easy. Oh, no, yeah, that's what they should do. Yeah. Like, take the L, swallow it, just swallow it, and then fucking – Move on, you know, and then win all of them in a row and make the playoffs. Exactly. Or yeah. at least try their best to win all of them in a row. Try their best. Do everything they can to win it all. 
And then, but yeah, they've got a nice favorable schedule after this next game or two. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, Tyro Williams apparently has plantar fasciitis, and it's not really improving at all, so he might be out for a bit. Um, Zay Jones is there now. That's exciting. That's the way to put it. Potentially very, very good matchup with Jones and Carr. I want to see how it plays out. You know, I'm definitely interested here, like, with how that goes. Because I, I, it seems like they kind of knew they'd be without Tyrell for a while if they were trading for Zay to kind of fill the same role. Mm-hmm. So, I don't because didn't Zay Jones, like, rack up the touchdowns randomly, like, last year? Yeah, that- he did. Well, I think so. Well, it was him and Foster. Mm-hmm. Because they've been using Tyrell a lot, like, surprisingly, like, in the red zone, and they, like, snagged them TDs. So, yeah. Yeah, last year he got seven randomly. Like, Yeesh. Yeah, and, oh, just got a little bit. Todd Gurley, limited practice one day. And also, the Raiders are signing an extension with uh, Darren Waller through 2023. Wow. Wow. That's, I mean, he's been pretty good. I I had just um, traded him in... um, Dynasty him and Robbie for Thielen. I mean, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still okay with it for sure. Yeah, no, it was it was a good trade. It was a good trade all around. Yeah, yeah, Robbie and Waller are definitely on the upswing, I guess, with that news. But um, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, he's good, but he's already 27. So, mm-hmm. as much as I love him and like the Raiders and all that, you know, going well, I'm like, listen, Thielen's yeah. younger. Too. Yeah, Zane. and like, I'm pretty sure he's like 25. I don't think Thielen's like super young. No, Thielen's 29 actually. But really, yeah, he well, maybe it's Diggs is still young, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I have Thielen and Diggs. I'll probably end up flipping Thielen soon. But anyway, yeah, Waller got a nice big extension, so good for him because he'd been like struggling with like a lot of like drug issues. So it's nice to see him like come back and do well here. Uh, yeah, that's good. Field I'm also happy the Raiders are good right now. Yeah, they're winning. Yeah, which is all the people that shout out. Like, I mean, okay. Gruden got so much shit. So much shit, dude. He got a lot of undeserved shit. And I yeah. feel like I was like one of the few people that was not <laughs> shitting on him that much. Yeah. <coughs> Still not a fan of the Cleo Mack trade too much. But, you know. We got some they good got Josh out Jacobs out of it, though. Yeah. Right? And um, Abram. So, yeah, and they don't owe that much fucking money. So, like, it's a business at the end of the day. Yeah. But, I mean, they got the win against the Bears. So I was, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say at least they traded him and got something out of him. So, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely less salty about it now, like, looking at how it's kind of turned out. But. Well, yeah, because those picks, you don't know how they're going to go. Yeah, it could be anything. It could even it even be a cornerback. Yeah. Now, earlier we <laughs> talking about Ramsey, yeah. Dude, that family guy thing is so like usable in all in all contexts. Oh yeah. So Oh my god. Like the Browns got a first rounder out of Richardson, fleeced the Colts, and then got Manzel out of it. Yeah. And it's like, well It could be anything. <laughs> could even be a could even be a boat. Could even be a bust, no. <laughs> And then lastly, uh, Darius Geis, um, Callahan said he's expected to return to practice. Or sorry, said he could return to practice in the next week or so. So we may get Geis back towards the end of the year. We'll see. But I don't know oh, how much man. it matters on this team. 
And then uh, Pat Pete is coming back this week from suspension. Pat Pete. The defense is still really bad, but I mean, definitely much needed. It helps out a lot. So he's good for a few picks. So mm-hmm. he'll, he'll change things up a bit. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a good chance he could pick uh, Tandy Dimes off. Oh, yeah. I would expect it. Yeah, seems about, seems likely more than anything. <laughs> and then, ah, good, this is a good time because now we can get into our other news segment as well. Um, I guess we kind of propped some of it already, but uh, Mariota got benched. <laughs> <laughs> yep, finally I saw him to put on bench players because Eli was the only other guy we had on bench players. Remember when we said Mariota's an average passer? <laughs> yeah, it's not going well for him. The, the Winston's not going well, too. They're just slinging it so many fucking times and just, you know. He's just pumping up the numbers. Yeah, they're just riding with him. At least he's like, at least he's going deep. Mariota's just not. It's been right. No, yeah. Yeah, they got nothing going cool last week, so. I don't know. I don't, I mean, the offense can't get much worse. It was pretty awful. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty awful. I give Tannehill, okay, let me look at their schedule. Because I'm trying to think of how many games till they go back to Mariota. I mean, it could be this game. They could just switch back to him because Tannehill sucks. But honestly, who knows? Yeah, like there's a chance the Chargers just, you know, Peter him. Or injure Tannehill on the first play. Yeah, let me see. So we've got um, so they've got the Titans. So Titans have the Chargers. Then they've got the Bucks. Ah, okay, they can get to the Bucks. So week nine... They have the Panthers. That could be at the Panthers. Could be when we switch back to to Mariota. I think because mm. if that does happen, Week Ten they get the Chiefs at home, and that could you know give a nice Mariota boost. And they've got a buy, and you know that he's feeling good about himself. <laughs> then they have the Jags at home. All right, tough divisional game. Can he if he could push through that? You know, we'll see. Then another so it's it's gonna go back and forth. At least I think so. <laughs> Yeah, um, so, so I'm not confident in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, when Tannehill was in, he targeted Humphreys a lot, though, for its worth. Someone has to. <laughs> and the ball has to go somewhere. It's but, fucking somewhere, man. But yeah, he went to Humphreys a lot. So, I mean, that's a uh, that's a thing. It's worth noting. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth that, you know putting into action, but it's worth noting. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Unless he's like super cheap in DFS, he might be. I haven't looked at uh, Adam Humphrey's price yet, to be honest. But yeah, I don't know if it's worth rostering him for. Nah, it's it's right there now. So yeah. next up, our trades. We have some cornerbacks moving. We had Ramsey to the Rams. That's ideal name fit. Marcus Absolutely Peters. Perfect. Yeah, Marcus Peters to the Ravens and Austin Colbert from the. Uh, Browns to the Rams as well. So, how, how you feeling about these moves? I guess most of the corners. The Jalen Ramsey one is like finally. How long did we have him on our list of like on the trade block? Yeah, it's been there like for three weeks, weeks in a row. <laughs> it's like so finally. That finally happened. Yeah. Uh, to the Rams though, that's dangerous. I mean, you look at their division right now. They just lost to the Niners. They've got the Seahawks, who are just Russell Wilson's playing like, like an MVP. Mm-hmm. They need help defensively. Yeah, they want to stay like within their own division. Uh huh. Yeah. So now they have him 
to pair with uh, Roby Coleman, who's actually been really good this year. So we were, I was looking at a list that before the pod, before we started recording, and Roby Coleman's allowing the fewest yards per target this season among the qualified corners. That's crazy. Yeah, so he's been good, along with apparently Buster Screen has been good, but that's a... <coughs> yeah, that's so a, you put him alongside Ramsey, defense looks a lot scarier now. Uh-huh. And, and Tlaib. But is Tlaib hurt? I forget. He is hurt. Yeah. Yeah, when he gets back, though. Yeah, once he's back, dude, that trio, oh my gosh. Blanket. Their safety's pretty good too, right? Hmm? Their safety? Um, I have to check on who that is. So, uh, yeah, oh, Tlaib's on IR, I didn't realize that. Um, Questionable return, I mean, he's eligible to return like week 15, so like, if they get to the playoffs, he could be back for the playoffs. They have have, uh, Eric Weddle. Gotcha, yeah, he's, I mean, we know who Eric Weddle is, so. Yeah. That's that's good that we know who he is at least. <laughs> I heard that's a plus. Knowing like, who the player is, anyway. Yeah, that's, that's a huge addition for him. Yeah. Sure. And then you got Marcus Peters now with the Ravens, whose secondary really needed it. Oh, good lord. Yeah, he hasn't been like the best this year, but I, I like. I mean, sometimes like for corners, like fit is everything. Like we've seen corners be like terrible and awful. I mean, bust your screen. We saw awesome all go from go from awesome to terrible. You know, like, yeah, like, like I totally think Peters is a great fit here because he seems more opportunistic as like a cornerback. He doesn't like to make tackles. He likes to pick the ball off, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think he's play. a good fit for the Ravens here. So. Yeah, I think he'll have a good amount of interceptions on this new team. He yeah. didn't really seem like he clicked with the Rams. No, it, it wasn't like it just wasn't a great fit happens with the corners a lot so yeah they, they need it for sure <laughs> but yeah then, both of those trades look pretty solid for the people that got them yeah and then austin colbett was he even starting for the browns i because i'd like i'd need to look into him more but i have no idea pretty sure he was a really high pick right <coughs> yeah so in 2018 they picked him in the second round which was the first pick of the second round because they picked him, they had like, oh yeah, they picked him and Chubb back to back, I think, pretty much. Oh, damn. So, and they traded him for like nothing, and he's like barely played for them. Oh, that's a shame. So, I'm going to What did they trade him for? Uh, just like a couple picks, I think. Mm. Yeah, on Nicola's draft pick, I don't know. And so, yeah, they, they're just like, fuck this guy. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is when you shipped him away. It was probably a really bad pick. Yeah, but hey, at least I got Chubb with the next you know pick in that draft, so one of them worked out. But yep, yeah. So hmm, I'm curious with the Rams because the Rams' offensive line is trash. So maybe they'll find a spot for him. Who knows? Because with the injuries they're having and then Whitworth declining, their line is really struggling. Yeah, they're they're an old line, so they don't have a lot of depth. Nope. Just a lot of death. <laughs> so, recap in week four a little bit more. So, Mozzie, tell me what stood out to you in a great way. Uh, Well, there were a lot of things that stood out this weekend, man. There were, there were definitely a few. But I think if I had to start with one, you know what I'm going to say. It was the fucking Jets beating the Cowboys. <laughs> What the fuck? Fuck wild, dude. 
buck goddamn wild. wild. So I originally was like, I'll bet on the Jets to beat the spread because I think they are going to do a lot better with Darnold, but I wasn't super on it. And then that morning, I went ahead, I bet on the Jets to actually win the game outright. And it was so awesome mm-hmm. to watch. Darnold actually looked good. I was for sure withholding expectations. Like, I've seen the Jets draft terrible quarterbacks. Like, so I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying I believe in this guy whatsoever until I actually see him do well. And I actually saw him do really well. He was carving up the Cowboys secondary. Like, everything looked really clean. His throws, it was, he had one errant throw pretty much that became an interception. And the Cowboys have a defense that can capitalize on those. So I wasn't really upset about that. Mm hmm all around just super impressed with the Darnold. Yeah, no, coming out, like, I think I had him in the middle of my, like, I had, uh, like, Rosen and Lamar and Darnold. Like, I like Darnold. I just thought, like, you know, as a strong class, but yeah, he's definitely good. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, there were a lot of things to take away from the game, too. Uh, on the Jets side, I'll say, like, very noticeable that Gase was completely withholding the playbook, which was a rumor I'd heard but didn't put stake in until sense. I actually watched the game. The Literally, the line was running different schemes. Yeah. <laughs> the line. They didn't dump off nearly as much to uh, to Bell. To Bell? No, they didn't. Isn't that interesting? They yeah. like ran him a lot in the first four weeks as they weren't revealing the playbook. Mm-hmm. And then... So, that's pretty wild. And then, like, another takeaway on the other side with the Cowboys is without Amari Cooper, something we've seen before with Dak is that it, he, he just... He is a super. He, yeah, it is bad. He needs him so badly. <laughs> without Cooper, we got a pooper. We got the pooper. But, yeah, uh, yeah the Jets look so much better with Darnold back there. It's absurd how much a good quarterback can help things. Like, Robbie is useful. Like, he's peppering uh, Crowder targets. So, it's... right. Crowder was getting usage. It was just beautiful to see. Uh, so I'm I'm happy for you and your Jets. I'm happy too, man. I can't wait for this week. Ooh. Yeah, I said I'm gonna be at the uh, game here in Cincinnati uh, in the, the, on December first. Because hope uh, it's a good game, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume the tickets will be cheap because Bengals. Oh, for man. sure. So. Yeah, when I went and saw the Jets and the Browns, it was like forty dollars. <laughs> Isn't yeah, that great? I'm like, I think we can get pretty solid tickets for not that much because the Bengals just go, you know, nice, nice away side on the jet side. There we go. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> are you going with anyone? Yeah, Caleb and I are going. I think actually my sister and her is what I'm going to go to because they're going to be in town because oh, it's like rapid yeah. Thanksgiving. So, but yeah, Caleb has been looking forward to, he's been looking forward to it all year. So, we're excited for that. Dude, I should uh, mail you my uh, Curtis Martin jersey so you can wear it. <laughs> Heckle people. Caleb has a, uh, I got him a Got Got Anderson shirt. Ooh. This was like right before the arrest. <laughs> so like he got pulled over, yeah. It was like right right before. It was like a week before he said he was getting a nut in the cop's wife's eye. <laughs> so. Beautiful. Yeah, I also I'll... have a Favre Jets jersey. Oh, nice. That's impressive. Yeah, it's kind of a novelty item. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I love like those like novelty jerseys where these guys like, these really good players have like a random like super short stops. Yeah, on like a random team, so you can get them on your jersey. <laughs> like I always wanted a Lynch Oakland jersey. 
Oh yeah, I, at some point I will get one of those because I, I need that just in my life just for how much I love Lynch and right. Yeah, and then I think uh, like a Miami Dolphins uh, Gore jersey. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> and every time someone sees it, they're gonna be mad about Kenyon Drake. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but yeah, so what were some, uh, what were some, I don't know, standouts for you? So, um, the Arizona running backs, I know obviously it was Atlanta, but the, that duo is, I mean, they're up there as far as like best running back duos, I think. Between, um, Chase Edmonds and David Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're like both really good, especially in that, see, that's such a good fit. They're both really good receivers. Like. It's such a good fit of a running back too in the offense. That, yeah, like, for that rate scheme that they are doing with mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, having two running backs in the backfield that can both be weapons is yeah. disgusting. And like while Kirk's out, maybe when he comes back, like they're both usable. You should be, they were seeing Johnson like like Johnson will be like an actual like okay, start every week and then Edmonds has flex value while like he's being used as much. And I hope they continue it because it seems like it's working really well. And I, I just, it's cool to see like a team doing a lot of like, you know, getting two running backs like super involved. Soups, Kamara and Ingram, but they both catch. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, on like I guess on running backs as well. Like Latavius Murray looked pretty solid, um, and the extra run he got too. He's always looked solid. He I've is never good. understood why he just bounces around from team to team, but like nobody wants to hang on to him. But he's like always good. Yeah, he was he, good with uh, the the Raiders, and then yeah. he was good with the Vikings, and now he's pretty good with the Saints. Yeah, you know, he yeah, he looked he like looked good too. <laughs> so um, let me pull up how he, let me pull up the stats. I forget how he like, did this past week stat wise. Gosh, he, yeah, eight for forty-four, and then on on the ground, and three for thirty-five in the air. Like he, you know, was pretty, looking pretty solid. And as I said, if Kamara's out, he's a nice fill in there. But um, so yeah, this past week, so he, I guess going over it, like DJ, twelve for thirty-four and one on the ground, six for sixty-eight and one in the air. And then Edmonds had five for thirty-four on the ground, and two for thirty-three and a touchdown uh, through the air. So like, they're getting yeah, a lot out of those two guys. Yeah, his touchdown was nice. So I, I'm for it. I would love them to just go full two back on this. That's what that's okay. what their talent is. Would you rather have Chase Edmonds or Malcolm Brown? Um, I think Chase Edmonds. Okay. This week, I think I'd rather have Malcolm Brown just for this one week. But long term, I'd rather have Chase Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Because like one, okay, Gurley, you know, I, I assume will come back at some point. And then two, we've also got Daryl Henderson lurking there. Whereas with Chase Edmonds, like he's there's no one else behind David Johnson. Yeah, and then if something happens to David Johnson, Chase Edmonds is like instant, you know, like RB one type of guy. Yeah, for sure. Whereas you know, like I'm not like okay, last week's not going to be you know every like Malcolm Brown we thought Todd Gurley isn't going to be you know shit. But I, I mean, like th- this week will probably be you know a ceiling Malcolm Brown week, and after that, I'm not sure what we get from him. So I think long term, I think I want Edmonds. What about okay. you? Um, I'm debating it right now. <laughs> I'm think I'm like thinking that I would probably like long term. I don't know. Want Edmonds? Like, yeah, yeah. I would take Edmonds. Yeah, it's, it's just it's more exciting. That's the best I can put it. 
Yeah, and I don't I don't necessarily think Malcolm Brown is the guy for the future. No, yeah. Like I think like and cuz like Henderson's a lot more exciting. Exactly. Than Brown if anything. So. Yeah, on the flip side, uh Atlanta's defense is just in shambles. Yeah, that's the Rams have a nice bounce back spot here. Yeah, it's unfortunate. We are waiting on Quinn to be fired, I think, at pretty much any moment. Yeah, which, I mean, he can't control that Matt Bryant missed the kick, but, I mean, should you go for two there? Because, like, I think going for two makes a lot of sense there because whoever gets the ball first in overtime, like, is probably winning. Yeah. So, like... That's a lot on fate. (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like you're better off there going for the two. I don't know, but... Anyway, so... Uh, speaking of the Rams, uh, not so great. Rams O line, and also I'm gonna shit on McVay a little bit here. Like, boom, he has not like he hasn't like adapted enough. Like people have like they, like people have figured out like the whole like Rams screen game for the most part. Like following, there was like a Bears game last year, and then the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Like pe- teams have been kind of using that blueprint to you know shut down the screen game more because like. When because it's, it's mostly working because the offensive like the offensive line is really bad, so it's making it work more. Like teams are being able to get a lot of pressure, and then one the play is designed for only one outlet, they're able to shut out the outlet, and he just fuck. So like, yeah. So yeah, he needs to adjust. Yeah, McVay like it, he as much as we praised him last year, he hasn't really adjusted this year. So is he a one trick? I I think he'll be able to adjust. He just has to like has to adjust. I don't know. Like maybe, maybe he can't, but I think he'll be able to. I like to think he will. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's something else shitty you saw this week? Um. Well, there's there's a lot of shit. Uh, I'll talk about the Chargers. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I like so I didn't change my pick, but I built my like DFS showdown lineups as if the Steelers were gonna win, just because like I felt strongly enough that like. There was a there was a good enough chance that it would happen, that like, I felt they gave me. I, I felt there was enough of an edge to like do that. Anyway, so Devlin Hodges. Yeah. So once Pouncey was ruled out, I started feeling pretty not great about the Chargers because we were talk, talking to the group me and I was like, oh, it's gonna be bad. I'm like, I don't think the Chargers are gonna blow them out. It turns out it was bad the other way. Like. Yeah. Like, that's, I, I don't know, man. That was disappointing. That was the Sunday night game, and it was awful. Yeah, I didn't expect them to get shellacked. Like, no pouncy. Just, like, we, we, like we've seen these teams, like, lose their center, and their run game just goes to shit. Yeah, because they command so much of the running lanes. Yeah. And Ugh. So we were talking about this beforehand, but, like, I mentioned, like, Alex Mack, like, for the Falcons, like, when he's gone, it's... And then, like, if you, your center just can't stop anyone, they just are immediately right in position to tackle the running back for yeah. a loss. Like, it's just, it's just as bad. Yeah, and it matter, it matters so much too, just for like, you know, like setting things up too, because the center is like making a lot of like calls beforehand too. But the Steelers are not a great team, so that's a bad loss for the Chargers. Yeah. They look really lost, is, and that's just very discouraging. The the Steelers' defense the last couple of weeks has actually been pretty good actually it should be they have good pieces there yeah since get like since getting minka like after like kind of one minka that it's been like it has been surprisingly good it's kind of weird to think about mm. but 
And they still have Joe Hayden, right? Yeah. Like the last few games, they've been pretty solid. Minka Fitzpatrick. They still have Cam Hayward. They drafted Devin Bush. Yeah, who is, oh my gosh, he's been absurd. He's been really, really good. Really good. Yeah, like, uh, aside from quarterback, it's a good team. <laughs> is it Tremaine Edmonds that they got, or is it the other one? Um. Oh, gosh. I thought it was Trey. Oh, gosh. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, man, I'm looking it up now. Why are you name Terrell? Why are you naming your sons the same shit? <laughs> it's just it's not a good name. <laughs> Don't name your sons the same shit. If you want them both to be successful. Yeah. Like what what is it like the Griffin uh it's like Shaquille and Shaquem? Like what the fuck? I know. Why? Like if if they if like I don't even know which is which. Which one has one like one arm? Is that That's Shaquem Griffin. Yeah, I thought it was Shaquem, but like that's the only reason I have any clue. Like And like people right. mix up David and Derek Carr all the time. Oh, there's the sirens. This is my there hot take. Is. Don't name your sons the same shit. It's dumb. That's <laughs> my hot take. Like I, there were some twins in my class in high school. It was um Jacob and Josh. I'm like, what what two J twins? Like you're just sitting you're just fucking yourself over as a parent there. Oh yeah, there were there was a triplet pair at my school, and they were like Jason, Jordan, and uh, I don't know some other J name. Like you think it's cute and like you know stuff, and like oh, it's like all my sons have J names. Like at least I'll you know I know these are my sons. Like duh, bitch, they're your sons. Name them different shit. <laughs> Put down the dumb bitch juice and come up with like <laughs> original name. I don't have to be like wild, just like. Don't get lazy. Like, I mean, okay, I get it. Like, birthing multiple kids at once is hard work. But, like, you can't just tap out right after and say, I don't fucking care. Just read the J names out of the fucking baby book and put them on. Just slap it on there. Like, no, go a little further. But, but yeah, so Terrell is with the Steelers. <laughs> and Tremaine is with the Bills. Yeah. Like, how did we get there? <laughs> how did I get here? Um, how did I get here? So, speaking of terrible things, um, the Dolphins. The Dolphins! There are a couple ways to come out of that. Yeah. (laughs) The Dolphins are utterly unusable. um, Because they could switch quarterbacks at any moment. If something works, and they think they can win, they're not going to do it. They're not using Kenny and Drake for that reason, pretty much. Yep. They're they're starting Fitzpatrick next game, because they know if they bring him in later, he'll be good. So... Yeah, I'm surprised that they're going to stick with Rosen, I guess, but because he was the starter for the remainder of 2019 as of last week, and then now. So, but they're so bad that like they they don't they're they're obviously tanking like they don't want to win so badly that you can't rely on anything good to stay because they're going to stop it. I know it actually looks at. like they're trying to lose. Like they went for two. At the end yeah. of that game, and it was utterly unnecessary. I mean, yeah, I guess because, like, I guess it's like, oh, we're going for the win. Wink, wink. <laughs> right. I, I don't. I don't. Remember. All right, Drake, just drop this. Yeah, I remember they. Oh yeah, it was. It was a pass to Drake, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a short little toss to yeah. Drake. If they really wanted to make sure they lost, they would have tossed to Caleb Balage. <laughs> <laughs> That's their plausible deniability. What we had, Kenyon Drake, one of our most talented players, going exactly. Yeah. So, 
but he wouldn't drop it. Yeah, like in any sense, is like a spot start or a DFS play. They're just not usable. Find a different option. Don't touch them. Don't touch them. Yeah, they I have the plague. Yeah, I'm holding Preston Williams in Dynasty, but like I don't think I'm fooling with him in redraft at this moment anymore. As much as like I love him, I'm gonna admit like just no Dolphins. So, um, anyway, let's get positive for a bit. I need something better in my life. Give me something good. Uh, well, I was thinking about how amazing Russell Wilson was. He is good. Day. Uh, which was sort of a tie into something bad, which was a little bit of Baker. But we'll come back to that in a second because <laughs> Russell Wilson looks like the best quarterback. Yeah, he looks right like now. he looks like the MVP. That seems to be with the general consensus, and I'd honestly have to agree. He's carrying the Seahawks right now. like oh. So hard. Oh, my God. He has not thrown a pick yet. Yeah, he's been. He's just been laser accurate with everything. Yeah, um, 72.5% completion, 1,700 yards, 14 touchdowns, no picks. Gross. That's just like, dear Lord. And I, this isn't even his rushing stats. I don't know. I just pulled this up off the ESPN, whatever thing. I was rushing. Um... He's also run for three TDs this year, so he has lost a fumble. He has lost one fumble. But you know, I'll let you. I'll let you have that. He's rushed for under fifty yards. Yeah, it's, he's been upstairs this year. So yeah, they, he just went to town on Cleveland. There, Cleveland to me looked like they should have probably won the game. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, and they just kept turning the fucking ball over in the red zone, Baker. That oh offensive line is such a liability. Oh my gosh! It was infuriating. They they fumbled. They threw picks just every time they were in the red zone. They would move the whole length of the field and then turn it over and then do it over and over again. I'm like guys, fucking ball security, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. It's frustrating. It is a sign of like positivity of things to come for the Browns because when they can like iron out the kinks, they'll finally be good. But they got a lot of kinks yeah. they need to iron out. So here, here's the uh, turnovers. Um, let's see. They had a blocked punt at their own 26. That made it easier for Seattle to get the field goal. They were picked off. They were at the Seattle 46 and they got picked off. Um, then picked off at the Seattle 10. And then, um, let's see, they, I don't remember this play, so pass, short left to Nick Chubb for no gain, fumbles, that was at the Seattle 39, um, and then near the end of the game, um, picked at their own 20, and then end of game, so, yep, they had a turnover on downs in there somewhere too, but, you know, it's, yeah, oh, oh, it was fourth and goal at the Seattle 1, and they couldn't punch it in. That Jarvis Landry, oh, not touchdown. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was kind of garbage. <laughs> so that one was tough. That was a close game. The Seahawks, Browns, and uh, Lions, Packers with the two games like we were like that was that were close. That ended up wrong on. I was like, oh. I know, and they were two games that we ended up wrong on that should have gone the other way. Yeah, or at least could have. Detroit. I mean, the Browns fucked themselves enough. But, like, Detroit just got fucked by uh, like outside sources. Dude, what is happening? Are I we f- under, like, a nuclear attack? Yeah, it was funny because uh, I saw, like, a... I think it was, like, a Reddit thread. It was, like, um... Like, is it legal to um, 
aired bestiality on TV because I just saw some lions get fucked and someone said, no, it's not bestiality. Two animals are having sex. Some zebras fucked the lions. <laughs> so Yeah, pretty much. That, <laughs> yep. We can put that in the not-so-great way. The officiating uh, was yep. absolute <sighs> shit this entire weekend. Yeah, that was bad. It was pretty rough the whole weekend. And luckily, there was a primetime game that people saw it. So. Oh my god! Literally handed the game to the Packers. I actually was like not sure if I wanted to consider the Lions pick a loss on our page <laughs> because, quite frankly, they did everything to win the game and then still so managed rough. to lose. It was uh, hard to watch that, but this and the Philly Vikings game. The officiating was terrible. It was bad in the Jets game. There are six straight plays with a flag. I wanted to punch something. The, not uh, all jets. It was a mix. It was just flag, 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 flag. Surprisingly, flag, flag. not all jets. No. <laughs> Surprisingly, I know. Yeah, there were like six or seven plays in a row like that. It was. Yeah, and there. I know. It didn't was that? Wait, was that last week? When did Jason Garrett? Oh, that was pre- previous week where Jason Garrett got flagged for throwing his challenge five yard. <laughs> yeah, that was the previous week. <laughs> that was funny though. But um, where God was I? Damn. But oh shoot, we're talking about penalties. We're talking about um. Lions. The Lions have gotten so unlucky this year, dude. It's unbelievable. They must feel cursed. It's almost <laughs> like they are. It's almost like they are. Because, yeah, the tie with the Cardinals, the Bear lost the Eagles. Yeah, it's like that weird turnover like right at the end zone. They got returned for touchdown against the Chiefs. Barely lost. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. Dude, they're like, I mean, look at their, uh, I think they might be even on point differential pretty much. They're close to. Because like that's it. That game is the difference between first and last, or about first and last, right? Mm-hmm. Three is three, two, and one, or four. Yeah, I guess three, two, and one. Or I don't. I think. Or two, work. three, and one, right? Or two, two, and one. Yeah, so they would have been three or one and one, which is better than four, four and two, I guess. Technically, I'm not sure. I think so. Yeah. So, but so their point differential is plus one. <laughs> they're like so even on the air, which I guess they're right where they should be at two, two, and one. Technically, it just seems like they've gotten really unlucky. Olive got a little lucky, I guess. Yeah, it goes both ways. Because I love looking at point differentials because it just like shows you some like funny stuff, like New England plus one forty two. Oh, second is San Fran at plus eighty three. Like that gap. Yeah, sixty points. Yeah, guess who's third in point differential? Yeah. Um. I would not. Have, I would not have guessed this. Would have taken me some tries. Let's go with the Panthers. Uh, no, they are. They are pretty high up there. They are um, the Vikings, though, at plus fifty-seven. Ah, yeah, they like. They have been looking good lately. And then Ravens are fourth. So, but yeah, <laughs> just looking at some of these man, the Dolphins, dude. I I can't get over the Dolphins. So I guess the big thing on the season is are the. Like who? Okay, so right now the Patriots are plus one forty two and the Dolphins are minus one thirty eight. Who ends with like a bigger differential one way? Like did the Patriots end more positive or the Dolphins end more negative? Ooh, <laughs> that should be a prop bet. <laughs> so one thing about the Patriots is that they're in a bit of a, like lineup crises at the moment. They have a lot of injured starters. Yeah, and they have some so like I games. could see them having a bit of a dip in their. Not railing. just record, but their yeah differential a little bit. They'll still be fine. It's Bill Belichick. Yeah. They find pieces. 
Uh, but most likely the Dolphins differential is going to grow more. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Dolphins end up more negative. That's hilarious. So that's like our contest right now. <laughs> yeah, we should write it down and see at the end of the year. Right now at 142 and 138. Yeah, I think Dolphins end more negative. <laughs> gosh. So speaking of uh, more negative, we've got... Uh, let's see, they could go a lot of with this. Um, hmm. They're so tied together. I'll do it at once. Uh, Winston and Mariota. So mm, two souls intertwined in the same draft. One shitty thread. <laughs> One shitty thread. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like someone like took some toilet paper and used it way too much, and then tied it around these two, and they're linked by it. So, <laughs> or I guess I should say a sock. Someone wiped their butt with a sock and oh. then tied it. <laughs> That's why I can't. That's because that actually stayed together. So, oh, good lord. I want to die. Yeah, so Winston threw five picks. I mean, we, we think we called the, the called the struggle there. We completely did. We're like, I would not be surprised if this was a five-turnover yeah. Jameis game. So, I swear to God I said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could pull the tape. Uh, remember, like, you know when you go to like a batting cage and you know, it's like, you know, the machine just spits out the balls? That's like Jameis, but with interceptions. <laughs> just, just, yeah. He's just tossing them out there. And they're could be a touchdown, could be a pick. Twenty-one million to do this. Oh yeah. So you can get a lot of crap with that. Who was the, <laughs> who was the next quarterback to go on this trap? Let me look. After these two, yeah, I'm, this I'm is twenty fifteen, right? Yeah, I'm looking right now. So uh, Garrett Grace, there were th- this was a bad quarterback draft. There weren't many drafted. So after Winston and Mariota, it was Garrett Grayson, Sean Mannion, Bryce Petty. Brett Hundley, Trevor Simeon. Wow. So if you needed a quarterback, you were fucked. Yeah. I mean, they honestly, it sounds like they took the best options. <laughs> yeah, I guess. They, they just weren't good options still. You no, know, just the best of the garbage was still, you know, average yeah. garbage. Who are, the, hmm, who are, like, the undrafted QBs? There may be, there may be some better ones. <laughs> I'm looking through it, but probably not. Anyway. Dude, but yeah, so no. So Jay- famous Jameis had another famous Jameis week, and on the flip side, Mariota got benched. Yep. So I, I I said I think he'll come back in at some point during the year, but ugh, ugh. Yeah. So I think for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. <laughs> it, it hurts Delaney Walker. <laughs> though, I guess analyzing this, it hurts Delaney Walker. I guess helps Humphreys. I don't know about the other guys. Um. I don't know about Henry. He might be moot for Henry. I don't know. I don't think it changes much except just like Delaney Walker is not going to be that useful, I don't think. Yeah, Mariota definitely looks to him a lot. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <coughs> it's not ideal. Wait, Although wait, this week, wait. this week could be closer than we think. Um, saying, um, I guess where should we go with this? Let's, let's, let's move around. Let's tackle the AFC West real quick before we close out. So, um, so positives, um, Lindsay and Sutton are making up for Flacco shortcomings. That's how I put it. Like, <laughs> so Sutton, like I've mentioned already on a previous episode this year, but he's improved a lot and he looks really good. Like he looks like he's ready to like next year too. Like, especially if they get someone better to throw to him, like he can and probably will be just like a stud. He looks like he's rising up. He's taking the lead role. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that, that potential was there. I'm glad it's starting to finally come together for him. Um, we liked him a lot in the offseason, too. 
So that's that was hey. Yeah, I, I know you were you were pretty big on him in the off season too. Um, I was wanting to see a little more, but yeah, we're getting like, like I said, one of the things that like had come out when he started he started like learn better catching technique, and that was like my main gripe with him. So that's good. Uh, learning how to catch it better probably behooves a receiver. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that was my John Madden comment of the day. <laughs> Uh, you're you're better receiver if you catch the ball better. <laughs> oh god, I don't even know if I want to try a John Madden. No, just draw a penis on accident. <laughs> Can't even understand what he's saying. Yeah, he's gonna be like, hey, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> so, um. Hunter Henry, I'll, I'll let you go here. I know you love your tight ends. <laughs> I do love a great tight end. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I have him in several leagues. He's just been injured the whole fucking year. But his game back, we thought he might be limited in his first game back. Did not really appear that way. He was one of the top scoring options this week in garbage <laughs> time. Yeah. Did everything entirely in the fourth quarter. Yep. I think he did. You say he had zero points until the fourth. Pretty much. I don't know if it was zero, but it was almost nothing. It was almost nothing. Yeah, and then he ended up with twenty six something points. So, I mean, he's definitely a favorite target of Rivers when he's healthy, and it looks like he's healthy. So, hopefully yeah. for more than one game. Yeah, I think having him back and then Mike Williams back. Like they, you should get their offense back on track. It just hurts not having Pouncey. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know what they're gonna do there? They need to figure something out. And then closing out the uh, AFC West, I guess is um, is uh, Mahomes here. He that's not only common fucking sense, but he needs his ankle. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, if, he's does. Not, if he's not able to move as much, it hurts him a lot. So they've got a short week this week. I'm gonna I, I tempering expectations a little bit this week. And then he's got a long rest, so because he's got you know that extra time before the next week. So I think the following week, like hopefully having more time to recover after this game will help him out. So yeah, yeah, it's I don't think it's going to be better this week, but hopefully next week. Yeah, I mean it's it's not going to be bad. Obviously, it's fucking Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like it's not it's not going to be terrible by any means, but for sure, I don't, I'm not expecting the huge like revival until next week. Because hopefully, because I think hopefully Sammy will be back next week. I don't know for sure, but if Sammy's back next week, his ankle has more time to rest. Like, and like eventually they may just need to sit Mahomes out for a game too. I don't know, but because they don't have their bye like week twelve or something. Oof. Yeah, this will be a perfect. That's a long way to go. Yeah, they have a week twelve bye, so we'll see. But, and then um, some overreactions. Um, on Tannehill, I do think he's better for the offense a little bit fantasy-wise in this current iteration of Mariota. And then also, um, a couple weeks ago, I had like a Carson crisis, but Penny's been a little hurt, and then Carson's put onto the ball, so he has jumped kind of back into bell cow status for me. So hopefully you ignore so. me when I said move him if you can. <laughs> yeah, I think he is all. safely in that position right now. Yeah, hopefully you ignore me and bottom him while you could. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, and the I mean the bell cow in that offense is valuable because they want to run. So, oh yes, yep. Because outside of the run game and like Russell Wilson's amazingness, they're pretty weak mm-hmm. in skill position. Yeah, yeah. 
I do think Penny is back this week, but I don't think like it matters much. Yeah, I mean, look through him, but yeah, I don't expect him to get him involved much because one, one they're on this like Bell Cow Carson, you know, trip. They just kind of go for it. So yeah, so like he doesn't have an injury designation in in our league now. Okay, and I had him on IR last week in that slot. So gotcha. Yeah, I know it's a hammy, so keep an eye on just in case. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, because they've got you know Carson Lockett, Metcalf, Russ. And apparently Jerron Brown, I guess. Fucking, apparently. Catching, catching touchdowns and shit. So. It, yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah. Although, I do think Penny is talented. I just, I mean, Carson just has looked really good for the most part, aside from the fumbles. So. He's got the hot hand. Hot hand. We're going to go with the hot hand approach here at running back position <laughs> for now. <laughs> uh, but I remember when John Harbaugh went the hot hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, speaking of a hardball, um, we're going to talk about some overperformers. Um, <laughs> at so this is your good time is going to come in a second. So Baltimore is really really overperforming against quarterbacks. So um, after week four, I talked about teams that were like really overperforming based on uh, yardage allowed versus fantasy points allowed. So we'll, t- okay. we'll start at the quarterback position. So Baltimore is the worst offender at quarterback. They are. Um, Allowing the tenth fewest yards, sorry, allowing sorry, allowing the tenth fewest fantasy points to quarterback, but they are the twenty um, sixth ranked defense um, in yardage allowed, so they're pretty close to the bottom. So I also resorted it to make it more intuitive because I was talking backwards last time. So <laughs> yeah, they are ranked twenty sixth, so that would make them what like the sixth worst if my math. That's how math works. Sixth, sixth worst, I think, I believe, something like that. So yeah, they're they're. Six or seventh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, seventh. I have to include it. Math is hard some days for me, but I, that, that that always gets me. Like that's the one like math thing that always gets me is like counting in a list because I'm like, oh, thirty two minus twenty six, like six. But I, right. I, like you don't think to count the one itself. I don't know. It always throws me off for some reason. Yeah, it does that to me too. It's I just not like intuitive. That. Anyway, but yes, Baltimore is allowing um, the seventh most yards, but the 10th fewest uh, fantasy points. So Does this mean you think you could start a good quarterback against them safely? Yeah, so they should okay. be like they should be like a lot more fantasy points. They just got have just gotten lucky in the touchdown department. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean their first two games were also the Brands yeah. Bank and New Cardinals and Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But when the yardage is there, like I said, we know yardage and touchdowns correlate kind of pretty well so that's like you know a good predictor so that's other things to look at is the difference there so baltimore is really important in the quarterback defense column so uh russell wilson i think should have a pretty good week and some other teams in that area uh, we've also got detroit chicago and green bay overperforming although um with chicago green bay they're still really good defenses so i'm not as on that one but detroit is a similar thing like middle of the pack fantasy points allowed, but near the bottom and quarterback yards allowed. So it's kind of interesting there. And then running backs. So Arizona is like the big, like way big outlier here. Um, like no one else has a gap of more like of more than five and Arizona's got like a 12 spot gap. So they are, they're allowing the ninth fewest uh, fantasy points to running backs, but they're ranked 21st in yards allowed to running backs. So the one thing I will say about the Lions is they've played 
Kyler Murray, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Pat Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they've given up a good amount of yardage to five very like potently good offensive yeah. teams at times. Yeah, this. I bet. Yeah, it's just the touchdowns haven't all gone in the passing game as much as expected. That's what like a lot of this is mm-hmm. basically like teams that have gotten like lucky or unlucky on touchdowns. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Arizona has gotten so lucky on the uh, touchdowns to running backs column just because you can pass on them so easily that <laughs> everyone's just been like running a bunch like running a bunch you know running out, out of leads and stuff and then touchdowns have been coming through the air and everything so um Saquon Barkley I'm, I mean obviously you're playing him but I think he's a good payup option at DFS this week too yeah probably worth it mm-hmm. I'm sure he's totally healthy too yeah but um on, on Green Bay though it's kind of interesting so they're um, they are actually the biggest gap for uh, receivers. So they they've had a really solid tight end defense so far. I'll have to look at who they face. I'm, this this could possibly be some matchup based too. But it's I guess seeing that they have the quarterback gap and the receiver gap makes me more prone to like you know look into this receiver gap more. And so like we saw the Lions have a good week against them. We saw Kenny Galladay do well mm-hmm. with this huge size advantage over Jair Alexander. Oh yeah. And then Kevin so Keen, yeah, Kevin Keen's been struggling. He's allowed the third most yards per target um, in this coverage this season of any like of the qualified quarterbacks we have here. Like I think I was referencing earlier with the good ones. So he's been struggling um, to kind of hang out in coverage. So that makes sense uh, that we're getting getting that. So hmm. which is like because they like they've fantasy production wise they've been a run funnel, and like the run defense is still the easiest to attack <coughs> mm-hmm. like let me pull up their run defense but like um yeah like they're still like what is it um fourth worst in fantasy points allowed and like you know they're uh, the 24th ranked in yards allowed for, for running back so they're still like really easy to run on like, that's where you want to do it <coughs> but the receiver area is like a little more susceptible than like we may be kind of realizing but so it's, it's not like it's somewhere where like you don't want to you know see Green Bay's you know thing like oh they've been good and like bench your receiver like look into it a little more before you like go like oh I'm gonna bench this guy, and then um, Detroit has actually been the biggest uh, overperformer for tight ends they they have not allowed a tight end touchdown yet which is kind of just random so <laughs> really yeah they've yeah I wonder who they've played yeah, there's a couple teams you haven't so like I'm gonna pull up their schedule because. Tight end's the one I put the least stock in, except for just, like, big extremes. Like, you know, Arizona's terrible at it. Cardinals, Chargers without Hunter Henry. Eagles do use the tight end. And then Chiefs do, too. Mm-hmm. So they didn't allow a touchdown to Ertz or Kelsey. Yeah. So, See, that's, to me, significant. Yeah, but, like, how much of that is just kind of, like, randomness? Because, like, they... Like playing Ertz and Kelsey, like there's gonna be some yards involved and like Goddard too even. But if a touchdown doesn't hit in, like that might be like some randomness. Or maybe like that's just how they're scheming it up at the end zone. So like do they have just have red zone defense? That's something to look into too. But I do. I remember I can't speak for the Eagles game, but I do remember that watching the Chiefs Lions game and like Kelsey was getting catches, but they were blanketing him. Mm-hmm. So like he like would get his 12 yards and then he wouldn't get much more. 
Gotcha. So, but yeah, they've allowed, um, I guess I kind of sort out exactly. Yeah, they're 21st ranked in yards allowed. So, like, you know, bottom third, but top 10 in fantasy points allowed. So it's kind of just a big discrepancy there. But, yeah, pretty big. Mm-hmm. But one thing we do know is that Arizona and, and Tampa now, too, are just both pretty awful at defending tight ends. And Seattle is, too. I'll look at who Seattle's face as well. But Yeah, I mean, I think the Browns guy did well last week, right? Oh, Ricky yeah. Sears Ricky Sullivan-Jones. Yeah, so that's... <laughs> I'll pull up the Seattle schedule here. But, yeah, so those are just some kind of outliers I wanted to point out. But the big ones, so quarterback, Baltimore, running back, Arizona, receiver, Green Bay, tight end, Detroit, those have been those are the biggest outperformers against uh, positions based on yardage allowed and uh, fantasy points allowed. So, basically, Sweet. I'm saying start. <laughs> I mean, I, I tell you, start rest is kind of obvious, but. In DFS, you can start their respective people against them. Yeah, in DFS, I, I think Russ and Barkley should be um, priorities. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's pretty straightforward. Bengals cannot tackle an old lady in a motorized wheelchair still. So they like they just can't tackle for shit. Like, oh my, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, Lamar had a huge rushing day. Like, Oh my god, he had like 150 yards. He was on the... He, he was like... He was on the ballot for, um, because you know how they do the FedEx air and ground? He was on the ballot for the ground player in the week. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, they just can't do anything defensively. It's so bad. Yeah, their their tackling is awful. So, like, Leonard Fournette, yeah. Like, anyone who's good at breaking tackles, like, yeah. Or anything that, like, relies on that, yeah, it's pretty bad. So, I wonder if they voted for this past week's yet. But yeah, L- Lamar was on the ballot for <laughs> the crown player of the week because of how much he fucking torched them. Jesus. So yeah, he's the first quarterback to be nominated for ground player of the week. I don't know how long he's been around, but a 17 year history. It's kind of ants. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> the other ground nominee nominees are Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde. So I think just like fandom will get Lamar in there. Um, 49ers are officially a bad matchup, just in general, yeah. I think. <clears throat> Their defense seems to be pretty good. Yeah, I think we have enough context to say that. And then, um, guess who? Mazi, Mazi, give me a guess without looking. Who is the top tight end, and who's leading tight ends by 15 fantasy points and half PPR scoring? The top tight end. Yeah, and he's bleeding by a lot. Now, this isn't um, per game. This is total. I can pull up the per game for you, too. Okay. Um, it's tough because I I have Disley and I know he that he was like five like last week, which is crazy. So I know that it's all fucky. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't know. I feel like is it one of the Oakland tight ends? Nope, it's uh, Austin Hooper. He oh, is, and it's it's Hooper. Yeah, there we go. So he has eighty nine, and then uh, Manager's the second with seventy four. Wow. He's averaging 15 a game. Evan Ingram's averaging 13.3. Now, Hunter Henry's averaging 17 a game, but he's played, like, uh, like two. So, I don't count him because it's 8 and 26. So, you know, it's kind of whatever. Um, but, yeah, Hooper has been balling out just fucking consistently. He's only had one single-digit game this whole year. He's had two games over 20. He's just been going nuts. And, like, I think it should continue against the Rams based on, like, everything we know about the Falcons and the Rams. Um but yeah, like he is far and above the tight end one right now, and it might start regressing. But 
it's just kind of impressive. Like, <laughs> he just doesn't really get much respect on it. It's kind of funny. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of been on our radar for every year we've been doing the podcast. Mm. But never in this capacity. He's never been that much in the lead or, like, the tight end one or anything. Yeah, let me look at what year it is. Because, like, is it his, is this his fourth year? So Okay. Because we saw him start to break out some last year. And this year is really mm-hmm. coming together. So it's all coming together. Yeah, four hundred. I mean, their offense dang. is so good. It just sucks they don't have a defense. Mm-hmm. And he's like always there when Ryan's under pressure. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So. He's big. He's big as fuck. So he's open like, a lot. <laughs> literally and figuratively, yeah, he's big for the team. <laughs> so big. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So um, on to this week. I guess after um, so last week was tougher. You were seven to seven. I was six and eight. So it was, you know, tough there. Um, your lock hit, but otherwise none of our upsets or locks worked out. Big bummer there. So, oh. well, I picked Detroit. So you know, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I picked Atlanta as my lock. Ugh. Mm. Tennessee is my upset. <laughs> so <laughs> overall, you are fifty-five, thirty-five, and one. And, I like that. Yep. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I am 52, 38, and 1. So we're pretty close. Both, you know, respectable percentages. So I'll take it. Got to get him right this week. Yeah. I think I'll be able to get back above 500 like, like on a weekly basis this week. So I could hope so. Last week was tough. All right. So on to week um, 7, actually. I have week 6 in here. Whoops. Week 7 games. Wow. Oh. So... Kansas City at Denver. I've got Kansas City right now. You've got question marks. I'm still a little unsure, but I'm very unsure on this. If I have, if I'm pressed, gun to my head, I will bet against Flacco. So, um, it's a good take to have. Yeah, like, I get it. <laughs> if I'm, if you're making me pick, like I'm gonna say, okay, Mahomes or Flacco, I'll pick Mahomes. So for now, it's Kansas City. For me, the problem is that like. The Chiefs clearly aren't right right now, and this is a short week, which really sucks. So they only yeah. get a few days of practice, so I don't expect a whole lot of change on the team right now between last week. I think they need this long extended period after to kind of get their shit together. So I'm a little bit leaning Denver at the moment, which I hate even kind of <laughs> saying whatsoever just because it doesn't like I, I don't know. They don't it seem tastes, right. It tastes gross coming out of your mouth there, huh? Like it yeah. doesn't feel right as a bad mouth feel. So I'm still undecided on that. Uh, but that, that to give you any indication, we think it is a tough one to call. Yeah, it's like there's something flaccid in your mouth. But mm, mm. so we do have some injury news already for this. So the Chiefs are going to be without Sammy Watkins, Kendall Fuller, Eric Fisher, Chris Jones, and Andrew Wiley. Um, so. Two linemen, a defensive tackle, a corner, and receiver. So, and then the Denver is expecting Sanders to play. So, that's the, when I read that injury list, I was like, Ooh, oh, oh, Kansas City. Mm, I'm not too sure about it. But, and also, this lines up super well with what Denver wants to and should be doing, which is running the ball here. I think this is a smash spot for Lindsay. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> They're gonna have trouble like tackling him. He's explosive enough to give this defense problems. He, you know, catches well. I mean, both these running backs are gonna get catches. Honestly, I think both these running backs are playable. Like I have a Royce as a stream. Like, 
he's kind of quote-unquote overdue for a touchdown based on like how many touches and yards he's getting a lot he's like by far like most touches without a touchdown or something rushing wise or whatever it's kind of those funny stats where this guy's unlucky so yeah i mean they both could do well don't you think <laughs> yeah like i'm like my expectation is like Lindsay top 10 royce like top 20 like mm-hmm. legit so yeah <laughs> agreed it's it's definitely possible i don't know man like predicting the running backs to do well too at home yeah against i pretty much the worst run defense like we saw the last two weeks also teams just run the shit out of the ball and have a lot of success against kansas city and mm-hmm. win so yeah and they're they're terrible at defending the run and running backs in general so that's why i'm on these two um Kansas City side, who do you like? I mean, is it just the obvious, like, play Kelsey, play Hill, play Mahomes, crapshoot after that? Or... Yeah, I mean, hasn't the Denver run defense been pretty good? Yeah, the last two weeks, that should been pretty good. Um, oddly enough, since Bradley Chubb's been out, the run defense has gotten a lot better, which is kind of weird to think about. Yeah, it's weird. I wonder what they've done to adjust. Yeah, I mean, like, Vic, Vic Fangio, man. Yeah, like, is, is Bradley Chubb just a terrible run defender like <laughs> so let me see so run success rate has dropped so okay this is a chubb in so bradley chubb in split run success rate opposing team is 49 percent, and then when he's out of split it's 37 and a half percent and there, there's enough of a sample without him i think it's you know relevant the explosive run percentage does go up but it's kind of wild how um, you know, they're getting a lot more, all, all the turnovers are kind of random, but the yards, the yards per carry is like half. Wow. It's, it goes from 5.17 to 2.62. Oof. So like whatever they're doing, I guess I can look exactly how they're, how they're replacing him, but their run defense has been a lot better, which is weird. Hmm. What's going on, Chubb? Yeah. And let me look at who it's been against to make sure it's not just like fully match it basically like Derrick Henry last week it, like yeah, you expected him to yeah I expected that and like the Chargers week before like with Gordon Eckley you're like what the fuck so that's a two game sample so you know maybe it's noise but maybe it's something maybe it's something but yeah that being said it's still like Mahomes Sammy Kelsey any so do you have any interest in McCoy or Damian this week that's like the two I've been thinking about <laughs> I eh, I don't know. I think one of them will probably do okay. Yeah, it's like I'm not feeling like great about any of them. <laughs> I would pro I think McCoy would be my pick, but that's just me. I just think he's a better back. I yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree he is. I I'm not, I'm not thrilled about either. <laughs> Uh, they're pretty close for me. Like I, I could, you, I wouldn't fight one way or the other on. Like I'm pretty torn myself on it, which way to go. Uh, I think I would think Damian, maybe McCoy. I don't know. I'm like I'm so, I'm split on that right now, so I don't really know where to go with that. But yeah. But so with Sammy out, as far as auxiliary guys, uh, are you are you Pringle or Robinson? If you have to go one of them, I think I'm Pringle. I think he's more of the Sammy replacement. Um, 
Or, I don't feel like Robinson. I feel like he had a pretty big drop off once Tyree came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any interest in Hardman or nah? Man, I don't. They could have a tough day, man. I'm kind of avoiding it. I'm just trying to look through at some of the previous games to see like some of the targets and whatnot. I mean, yeah, Demarcus had four targets for zero catches last week. So mm-hmm. they were not connecting. Nico was four for four. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the big three here for Kansas City is where I'm mostly at. So, Yeah, I'm not, like, ready to stake anything on <laughs> any of the guys. Maybe it is Pringle. So I'm not, like, huge on Robinson. Once he pop, can't stop. <laughs> so, yeah. How do you feel about Sutton? I guess kind of like I mean, I, I, aside from Sutton, yeah, there's no one else I'm really interested in. But how do you feel about him? I, th- I, I mean, think I'm good with him. I'm pretty good with him. Is Sanders gonna come back? He's expected to, but I'm not. I don't want to hobble Sanders. I don't want. No, I don't Sanders. either. But that helps Sutton too. Yeah, I just kind of bring people off of him some. So I, I, I like Sutton a lot this week too against a really, 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 really bad uh, Kansas City Chiefs defense. Yeah. And I am not ready to make a pick yet, so we shall see. It's a tough one, man. I want to pick the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs, but it's just a uh, might. They might just be on one of those losing streaks. We'll fix it eventually, but not on a short week. No. So I think it'll be a good game, though. I'm gonna be. I'll definitely be watching. So I'll be at work. Rip. I uh, know. Rip. 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 Yeah. I. I... Yeah, I feel bad for you there, but I'll keep you. I'll text you my instant reactions. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Instant reaction. Oh God, Flacco's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You're ready for the Flacco's say, awful text. <laughs> God, Flacco's the worst. <laughs> that interception was garbage. It's, it's funny. I but... do have a Monday off though, Ooh, so I get nice. to watch the Jets Patriots matchup. Get to watch your boys. My boys. Nice. But anyway, so that we're gonna cut this off here. We're gonna get this this half of it up and we'll get the rest of the previews of the Sunday games and the Monday night game up to you at a later date. So we hope you all enjoy this, enjoy Thursday night game, and uh kick some butt this week. Kick all the butts. Yep. Not just fancy butt, just life's butt. Kick life's butt. Yeah, kick its kick ass. Life's butt. <laughs> you, you know what you know what happens to the dolphins every week make that life kick its butt make make it make life switch quarterbacks yeah don't let life kick your butt because mm-hmm. then you are the dolphins yeah don't tank on life don't tank on life <laughs> beautiful that's my wisdom for the day all right Perfect. thank you all for tuning in have a good one legumes brother mm-hmm. <laughs> Chili legumes <laughs> Nice limas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you can go anywhere with this man. <laughs> Some pretty powerful pintos there, man. Mm, riveting rovejas. <laughs> <laughs> That's some groovy garbanzo, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, that gonna... one you could actually use, like, in modern day yeah. language, I feel like. Groovy garbanzo. Some groovy garbanzo, dude. <laughs> Put on a shirt. There we go. You have to say it like a stoner. Yeah. Gooby Garbanzo, dude. It's like a surfer almost. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. Are you good to begin? <laughs> yeah, all good. Get our bean talk out of the way.
I'm gonna flick that bean away. It's bean. It's bean, yeah. it's bean <laughs> good. All right. 